Hello. Hey. So, just introduce myself. Uh, my name is Pharrell Osmond. Uh, I have a platform called Studio One, where I interview international artists and local artists like yourselves. And it's just like a platform where artists get to have their own space where they get to have conversations, talk about what's going on. So I appreciate you coming on the platform. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So before we begin, can you just briefly introduce yourself and then we'll just get started? Um, okay. Um, I'm Story with two R's and I am a creative. I'm a multi-dimensional artist, but primarily a singer-songwriter. All right, perfect. So I know in the beginning you grew up in Mississauga. Can you tell me what that was like? And if you have early musical moments, whether it's your family listening to music or what drew you into getting into music early on with artists that you may have been inspired by? Sure. Um, I actually didn't grow up in Mississauga. I right. grew up in Etobicoke. I was okay. born and raised there. Um, uh, Rexdale, actually. And um, my parents were not, are not musicians or artists, but me and my brother are. My, my younger brother, he's six years younger than me, and um, I've always loved music. I can't remember a time when I wasn't singing. Like, it's literally just always been a part of my life. I think my parents, you know, my mother, she had a sweet voice, and she always would sing to me to bed. And um, my father was more of like, you know, into construction, and he was like creative in other ways. So I think maybe those things combined to like give me and my brother some musical artistic talents. But yeah. um, most of my family is not actually artistic. It's just me and my brother. And so when you were really getting into music and listening to artists as well, who were the artists that you yourself were gravitating towards? And did your brother's musical taste like divulge into yours as well? Or was it similar? Um, him and I are quite different okay. in what we like. Um, so I grew up singing the ballads of like the nineties. So Whitney Houston, Celine Dion, Mariah Carey, and like, those are my biggest influences. Also Disney movies. I really love singing Disney songs. Um, and then I you know, got into hip hop and, uh, you know, the Fugees and Lauren Hill and, um, you know, R&B, like Mary J. Blige and stuff. And, and then I was in a gospel choir, um, and I was doing the solos for, uh, at the gospel choir. And then I got, I went to university and I studied classical music. So I started doing opera. And then after that, I went to Jamaica and I started you know, doing reggae and dance hall, and, you know, then I did a little bit of some rock stuff, some dance stuff, like, I love just, like, every genre of music, and I just, like, I consume so many different genres. Um, my brother, I would say, is similar, and he liked different things at different times, but I think they overlapped over time as both of us developed our musical tastes yeah. to more like grow because he was more into like jazz and like the Beatles and like old school kind of alternative rock stuff you know and then that kind of overlapped over time yeah and I think we like live in this like more interesting musical landscape where you can not be boxed into a genre and have this like free free roam and when you make music at that time when you were 
enjoy so many different genres was it hard for you to describe the way you're making music to others in the sense where they would be like oh like what kind of music is your music because all artists like want their own freedom to do what they want and I feel like now that's really possible but back then was it kind of hard to really do that or it was because I think a lot of people kept telling me that I needed to choose one thing and I was very resistant to it um I was very much like why are you you know boxing me in and I've never been a person to be boxed in in any form of my life so it was very difficult for me to just be like and so I thought there was something wrong with me I was like maybe I do need to choose something maybe I don't know who I am you know and now I just embrace the fact that I am a multi-dimensional person as most humans are and so why would my music only be one dimensional when I'm so dimensional yeah right and I think another thing too that's really interesting a lot of people like artists as well when they get to that like sweet spot of being in school and going to post-secondary and wanting to be artists as well it's interesting that you went to school for music so like it's like a cool perspective on that how did school help you with your music well the interesting thing about going to school for music was that I was very resistant to it as well because when I was growing up I taught myself you know how to sing and all this stuff and I was quite good at it so I felt like oh you know real musicians they just learn on their own you know like you're gonna lose the soul from something if you study it because that's what I've heard and um I can't I can't really attest to that anymore because I feel like having both is really important I think it's important to be able to be free and to jam and to just like you know um to use your voice and your instruments in different ways that aren't necessarily like the proper way to do it. So to allow yourself freedom, but also studying music allows you other ways of things that you may not have thought of before, like how to utilize, like I never would have thought to sing opera or like, you know, to use my voice in that way had I not studied it. And now having that in my back pocket and having, you know, like my breath control is ridiculous you know like I can hold a note for like 30 40 seconds and people are like what the fuck she didn't even breathe yeah I'm sorry am I allowed to swear yeah it's okay it's okay okay um yeah and uh and so that allows me to write songs in ways that are different because I can utilize my instrument in so many ways that it doesn't limit me in like what notes I can hit or like, you know, the kind of phrasing that I would have. So having both, I think is really important. Yeah, for sure. And working with like professors and like being around other musical people, what's something that you really gauged from that opposed to, I would say not for yourself really, but just the idea of community and music and seeing other people as well really interested in music because you said with your family it was kind of just you and your brother but then going into the world and going to school and seeing other people that are interested in music as well how did that like really feel to you to see that there's kind of this world of music um it was great because I had like a community you know um and it didn't seem too far-fetched to have a career in music it I knew it would be difficult but um, you know, having all my friends, like I went, I moved to Montreal for five years before moving back to Toronto. And um, while I was out there, I went to an art school, an art high school. And so 
we had all our regular courses, but we also had visual arts. We did, um, we performed two plays every year. So we were doing acting. We also um, did, uh, we all played an instrument. So we were like, I played violin and viola and we would have like, you know, orchestral pieces and um, choir as well every twice a year as well. And then we also had, um, what was the other thing? Anyways, yeah. yeah. So we had all these like art stuff every day as well included in our regular days. So our days were longer than other kids' school days because we included all those classes every day. Yeah. Anyways, so all my friends now are like in the arts. One of them is acting full time. One of them is teaching music, you know, in universities. One of them is, you know, um, you know, it's, it, they're doing all, all of these yeah. things and it creates a, a world of possibility. Exactly. Right? If I didn't have that, maybe I would have listened to my family who out of the goodness of their heart are just concerned about me and they're like, maybe you need a plan B or maybe, you know, this is not really like an income, like do something else. You're so smart. Like you could, you could be a doctor, you could be a, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and I'm like, yeah, but that's not where my heart is. Yeah. And it must have been nice to be around others that had similar goals as well. So that's what I was trying to get yeah. across. And I know another thing too, uh, being an artist, there's this vulnerability when you release records that are really honest and true. And for a lot of artists, it can be like cathartic to kind of get your feelings out and going through the motions. For you as an artist, um, how important is music towards, I guess, being honest and I guess healing through everything that you've like been through is it hard for you to release records that are so honest because I've talked to a lot of artists that it helps them but as a fan like we love the idea of artists being as honest but we tend to forget that like under the artist there's another there's a human inside so for you as well like with your records and with your album and your story no pun intended how has it been just releasing all of that into the world has it been cathartic or has it been something you deal with like day to day, I guess? Um, so I think the making of the art was very cathartic for me. Um, creating it in a, such an honest and open way and like just throwing out all of my trauma and my sadness and my anger into these songs. So now I have like, over a hundred songs that I've written since I lost all my music, since my ex like stole everything and I had to restart my life. Um, so now I have like over a hundred songs that I've cataloged. And when I look back at them, because a lot of them haven't been released obviously yet, maybe ever, I'm not sure, but, um, I see the different phases that I experienced in my life and I'm like, Oh, here I was like very angry and then here I was really sad and then that like those six months I was like feeling hopeful and then here I was a little depressed and like I can hear it in my music and it's it's very interesting it's like a timeline in yeah. a way you know but um putting it out there was very scary for me and I was just saying actually in another interview that I did a couple of days ago um since I came out with my story about being a sex worker and, you know, um, my boyfriend pimping me out and like taking all my money, um, a lot of my family didn't know about this. 
you know, and a lot of people around me in my cipher didn't know. Like a lot of my close friends and my close family members knew. Yeah. But um, you know, a vast majority of people didn't. And now it was public, you know, everybody knows if they look me up kind yeah. of thing. And so that was scary. And I haven't yet actually gone to a family event since that's happened. So I don't know how my family yeah. is reacting to it. I don't know if they're going to say anything to me. Like there's a lot that is kind of like, there's a lot of anxiety that comes in like almost like a coming out of sorts, you know? So, but the response that I've had from people who are impacted by the music is a clear indication of why I even make music in the first place and that's to impact others and to inspire them and to help them and I feel like that's what I'm doing and it is translating I was worried it wouldn't translate but it's very clear now that it is translating and I'm so happy for that and so it makes every ounce of fear anxiety all the shit that I went through it makes it worth it if I know that it's being put to good use yeah exactly because I feel like I feel like as like a fan of music and a fan of artists, I think we tend to like draw ourselves towards artists that are really honest because at the end of the day, it's kind of like we see ourselves in them. But of course, we forget that like the honesty that an artist is sharing that is so public that we relate to. We ourselves aren't really susceptible to like showing the world like that we relate to that kind of music. We kind of like hide ourselves from that. So it's kind of a special thing. So I think for you, like releasing a record like that and is helps a lot of people and because it's really honest so when you when you uh, performed the record i think you performed it in full at lula lounge how was that because that must have been special it was really special it was a very very special evening like i almost cried a couple times you know the first time was when i came up on stage and i saw a like over capacity room of people that were there for me and this project and um i felt the love immediately and it was just such a relief you know that this project wouldn't be forgotten even if it wasn't huge and like the world didn't know about it but that it had an impact at least with some people you know and then the second time was when my mom came up to the front of the stage because I was singing a song for her and uh, she was in the back at the merch table and one of my friends said your daughter's singing about you go at least up to the front for this song you know and she came up and I, I nearly you know cried um so it was very emotional it was a really really lovely evening now another emotional moment definitely i watched an interview of yours i think it was for the songwriters and you said when you found out that you were nominated for a juno uh because like you said you don't have a manager and things like that you, you didn't have someone like messaging you so you didn't even believe it so that must have been surreal talk me through finding out you were nominated for a juno yeah that was so cool <laughs> so i was like going up to the CBC building because I had um, my publicist had scheduled me an interview, another interview. And she was like, Oh, I'm, uh, I'm like, are you going to come to the interview with me? And she's like, no, um, 
I have to go to the Juno noms announcement. So I'm not going to be there. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. So but she's like, I'm going to be in the same building. So if you need anything, just let me know. Yeah. Okay. So I figured I just like made a mental note in my head. I guess I didn't get accepted because I didn't get an email. Like I wasn't invited to at least this nomination ceremony thing. So I guess I didn't get in. And then, um, I'm walking up to the building 1130 in the morning. And then I'm like, just, you know, I, I sleep late, so I, I wake up late, and I just yeah. rolled out of bed. I looked like a hot mess. And then I get this message from my friend being like, hey, congratulations. And I'm like, don't play with me. Like, yeah. you're messing with me right now. This is not a nice joke. You don't play with people's emotions like that. <laughs> like, what's your source? And then, like, a minute later, I get a message from my publicist saying, oh, my gosh, you've been nominated. What the hell? Like, as soon as you're done your interview come upstairs yeah and so i just so happened like divine timing i was in the building and i got to go up and i got to walk the red carpet and we we had to write my name on like a paper because they didn't have one printed for me they didn't have my pin ready they they didn't have a package for me because they weren't expecting me there um so i just kind of crashed the party it's kind of fun Hmm. and uh yeah i i uh it was great honestly it just gave me so much more like ability to get press and you know everything that i wanted for my album launch that i couldn't necessarily afford because i didn't have you know i don't have the money i don't have the uh, i don't have the team like you know so yeah. it, it was great it just gave me that little extra nudge yeah and for yourself as well, I, again, like talk about artists and things like that. Um, do you allow yourself to like appreciate all that you've accomplished and like appreciate the moment, or do you you kind of just push forward? Because definitely with releasing the album and it being cathartic and the Junos, it's so many like positive things. But do you see yourself just already looking ahead of what needs to be accomplished, or are you kind of, especially now given that we have time to like kind of sit because with the virus things going on, have you given your time to like reassess things and like? appreciate what's going on, I guess? Um, no, I, I'm always pushing forward. Yeah. I think that's the survival part of me. It's very strong because I've had so many things that almost happened that didn't happen in my life or like really great things that's, you know, and then they were taken from me. Um, so there's always this it's not necessarily a healthy thing, you know, it's definitely something I have to work through and I have to not be like living in this like fear-based world that I just have to, you know, always move, 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 move. Because if I stop moving, like something bad will happen, you know, but it's more so that I just don't rely on any of the things that are happening. I'm like, great, that's happening, but nothing is permanent. So it can be taken from me. So I have to just continue to, put one foot in front of the other and just keep at that at a pace you know um I do appreciate though I I have a gratitude journal that I write in it's like a self journal so I write things I'm grateful for every morning and three things I'm grateful for every night and I assess my day and what my wins are and what the things that are that I could learn about my day and so um 
so I do try to be mindful and I also like meditate and um I'm a certified yoga instructor you know like there is a mindfulness there but definitely um I'm hard on myself no I I, I feel the not to go, I feel the same way like I'll push through because I don't I guess it's like I'm not feeling satisfied I guess I, like I really want to keep going and going but like I've told like a lot of people as well like I need to like appreciate what's going on because I tend not to and I've noticed with artists as well like it's just kind of a similar st stance as well so I guess um how would you see I know with the coronavirus thing with that nothing is really certain but in your perspective with what you have going on how would you see the rest of the year going for you in terms of releasing records, uh, hopefully doing shows when you can, things like that. How is the rest of the year looking? Well, you know, this thing really put a kind of a wrench in my plans because I had, you know, was supposed to go to the Junos and I had a bunch of interviews lined up that some of them got canceled and some of them, luckily, we can do them online. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, so I have more like online interviews. I'm still going to be um, I'm releasing a clay animation that I made on Tuesday. So that'll be out for people. Um, I think next Saturday I'm going to be doing on the 28th. I'll be doing a live streaming concert and I'll probably be doing more live streaming concerts if they, you know, go well and people are enjoying them. Then I'll probably just continue to do that until I can perform uh, in person um you know just doing back-end things like launching the website with the merchandise so people can purchase it online and you know maybe starting a patreon page and like getting creative with how i can give to my um my fans yeah without having to be in front of them necessarily like um i also have a record that i started writing and i would like to work on that but i think that this record is still very new and it and it definitely hasn't gotten the love that it deserves yet yeah so i think i'm going to continue pushing that and and hopefully um hopefully soon we'll be back to like being able to perform because like i already you know, I signed a contract with the Toronto Jazz Festival and I'm supposed to be in Canada Music Week, which got moved to September. September. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I'm hoping that, that that will happen and I'll just get to perform a lot more this year and, you know, finish another album that might also, you know, make it out next year, or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Maybe do some more visuals. I don't know. Maybe paint. Like this is one of my paintings. Um and that one over there as well and uh you know i have put aside my visual art stuff because i've been so busy producing and recording and releasing my own music stuff so yeah uh yeah so in conclusion i want to say uh thank you for uh coming on to the studio one platform uh it's been a pleasure um it's supposed to happen so many different times but scheduling and all things like that so it's finally great that i finally got you on um yeah, thank you for having yeah. me and again um just what i said a bit earlier about honesty and music i think the music that you're making it's honest and it's incredibly vulnerable but it does help a lot of people and um, it's amazing what you're doing so definitely keep pushing and uh again thank you so much thank you I really appreciate right. it. All right, bye. <laughs> Take care.
Studio One.